0: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.
1: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor-guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going.
6: Hello, everybody. <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome, 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 welcome welcome to Illyria. That's not the exact tune. I don't, um, I don't ah. know any of these references at all. Okay, I'm going to make a list of movies that we need to watch on our Patreon. <laughs> and She's the Man. Is oh well up top there. I mean, she's the man. I physically have your
7: copy sitting right here.
6: Because I already did <laughs> you this review and yes. I was like, bitch,
7: you have It's to buy- been months. Maybe even <laughs> a year. Actually Shut I think up. it's been a year. Um so I mean I have it I haven't watched it yet me
6: appalled you haven't watched it so i give you my hard dvd copy to watch and then forget about it you have to fucking watch it it is so we should do it we should do like a patreon like one where we like watch it and like talk about it afterwards because i mott's also fucking loved that movie like it's so it's one of my all-time favorites wow gosh so um hi my name's megan my (laughs) co-host who has never fucking seen she's the man (laughs) is melissa hi me and this is don't blame me. We're an advice podcast. We give fantastic, amazing, life changing advice, and we have our we've got a stacked credentials. <laughs> PhD in uh cuntiness
7: don't mm-hmm. give a fuckness unbotheredness Oh, you get a little bothered and i won't say
6: that <laughs> wow i've been attacked and it's only that's not attacked
7: that's just you're very passionate about certain things oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
6: yeah. uh one of us is chill the yeah. other one is not <laughs> it's me i said not passionate. chill at all i was given you know a good adjective Oh, anytime someone's like, oh, I'm really chill. I'm like, can't relate. Literally, (laughs) no one in my life has ever called me like laid back, easygoing and chill. That's not you at all. That's me, though. Yeah, that is that is you. And if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, we uh, would love that. So leave us a voicemail at 310 694 310 Yep. Oh, my God. Everyone who's like a regular listener is just screaming every time I fucking <laughs> forget the number because you all know it three one zero six nine four zero nine seven six. Wow, I'm so sorry, everyone. Um, did you take I, your Adderall today? Pretty sure. Okay, I think so. You know, right. Um. I did see a TikTok though of someone who got a, found a, like the dollar store, otherwise I would have bought it. But it's like a mini gumball machine and they filled it with their pills. And so then they turn it and they like get one every time. And someone commented being like, I just don't sort them. I just put them all in there. I'm surprised what I get that day. And oh, I was like, oh no. God. No. They do have like actual <laughs> pill sorting
7: machines that you can buy. Yeah, but I but get I looking get looking like I, a gumball machine is pretty know,
5: cool,
6: but like not getting the right, correct correct uh, dosage just not. No, that's not a good that's not a good call. <laughs> if you want if you're an international listener, we don't leave our international babes out, so you can send us an audio message at at gmail.com. And for both of these things, we ask that you are 18 or older or have your parents permission. Um, and you keep it to under three minutes. Otherwise, you'll be cut off. And write it down. Channel your inner Virgo. Come up with it. Impress me. You, that is the quickest way to her heart. Mm-hmm. It, Being you write concise. It down. All mm-hmm. details. That's
7: my love language.
6: Oh, it is. And it is also your polar. It, what? How to not do it is starting saying, Oh, this is going to get... I've been talking so much. Like, this is going to cut off. This is my fifth time doing it. And then, Melissa, every time... You can't hear but she goes, do I some time? Do I some time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> every time. So, uh, and also, if you're a, an avid listener, you can definitely tell which calls have been practiced and written out. And uh, you can time yourself to make sure you're getting it all in. And, um, fuck, I had something else. Oh, this is the first episode back of, of me in LA. It is.
7: We've got it it's higher quality now because we're not using the Zoom video.
6: <sighs> I would just love everyone on Patreon who stuck through those videos. I like would watch like certain uh, like updates. What was the update? The peanut butter uh, incest update. <laughs> Sorry, peanut butter incest is just like, okay, that update, I rewatched it over and over and over again. And I just want to thank you all for sticking by us with that quality. And we are back. Hopefully this is better because I did drop my phone and now my iPhone camera thinks that I have a fake camera installed in my iPhone, which makes no sense. So we'll eventually have to get that fixed, but it's going better. Phone is newish, right? brand new yeah i did drop it though we have an update which is how we start our episodes which is where somebody who has called in and been on the show before they we like hop on zoom with them and have like a live chit chat and find out where they're at and so what episode is
7: this this from?
6: from season six episode 11
7: it's from august 10th 2011 And
5: let's just get into it. Okay. So, my original call was about my friend that I was supposed to, you know, move in with, but she backed out on me, which really threw me off because I had all my eggs in that basket. Like, I was counting on that. And I was extremely upset. And I kind of just, like, backed off, you know, for a few days. I didn't respond because I didn't want to, like, be a bitch if it wasn't necessary. (laughs) So,. Then I was like, okay, I understand, um, like, you know, finances are, are, you know, rough these days. Like, I get it, because um, she decided not to, because she's paying for her own school, and she decided just to live with her sister. And so I'm like, okay, I need to be understanding, like, okay. Like, live with her sister for free? Yeah. Well, okay. not for free, but, like, cheap. Really yeah. cheap. Mm-hmm. Friend so and I'm family like- discount yeah family discount (laughs) so yeah and we're honestly like it was funny that you said at the time like she's not your friend and we're not really friends anymore because like for a lot of other reasons um like she got a boyfriend and now i don't exist so yeah that's fun and so now i'm like in this spot still i Like, it's nice that, like, I actually get to talk to y'all because I'm still in this problem. Like, even though this was the summer, still dealing with this problem. I live with my grandma right now. And it used to be, like, okay. Um, Because I used to live with her when she lived in a house. And she recently moved to an apartment. And things have changed. She lived in that house for over 20 years. And we think that something happened, like mentally for her that it's almost like she doesn't want to try anymore Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like she's getting older Mm -hmm. we're in this this awkward phase of like there are things she can do but in order to keep her independence, she kind of needs to put forth some effort and so she's been very heavily dependent on me when I'm around and I think it's a bit much at times. Um, also, like, she's not good with technology. So, like, constant, like, <sighs> having to troubleshoot things Oof. with technology and everything. So, it's just, it's really stressful. It's also stressful to see, like, my grandma, like, in this phase of her life. So, and then there's also the option of, like, living with my parents, which I've tried that like I've gone back and forth the past few months. Cause like, if I need a break here, I go over there and it's just, there's so, it's so different. Like here, like, she's not really in my business, mm-hmm. but she's very dependent on me and very like, you know, that situation. And then I'm over there and they're in my business. Like I'm trying to save up to get my own place. Mm-hmm. Um, But as, you know, things are financially, like, I would be scraping the bottom of the barrel. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just, it's rough. And I've had some other roommate offers, but they don't seem that promising. So that's just where I am. Like,
6: do you think they don't sound that promising as, like, personalities clashing? Or, like, it doesn't seem like it's actually gonna, it doesn't seem like they're serious about getting a roommate and it's not actually gonna follow through?
5: Yeah, I don't think they seem that serious. Cause one of my friends, she mentioned it, and then she's like, "Well, actually, I think I want to buy a house." And I'm like, "Well, relatable." Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay." I'm so, not
6: there. We're, so you're in school right now, right? I just graduated. Okay. Is there any Melissa? Maybe you know this actually, because you have had roommates post grad. Like, is there a way to kind of find? a roommate that you're not friends with after graduation you know yeah how'd you find your
7: roommate I mean your um, old roommate yeah my roommate that I found here in LA it was actually like through Craigslist and that was a while ago so I don't know if that's still like a great way to play to find a roommate um but I there's I there's so many like websites I don't know i I mean, you told me where you live and we won't keep that in there, but I don't know if hot pads is a thing where you are, Um, but they have the website. You can like make it. So like there's like room shares and stuff and you can find people that way. Um, So maybe look into that. I think it's owned by apartments.com. So it it might be. Yeah. So it probably is where you are. Um, There are, I would look and see if there's like, websites for young professionals where you are. I would, and it would put, help.
6: I would put feelers out through like your like friends from all different parts of your life. So if you have like friends from like a hobby that you did, like even people you might not necessarily be in like massive contact with now and mm-hmm. not asking them like, hey, if you're looking for a roommate, it's hey, I'm looking for a roommate. If you know anyone who's also looking for a roommate, I honestly think that's one of like the best uh roommate matchups is like okay i know this person and then they have know someone who's looking for a roommate and like you're not necessarily best friends with either one of those people and they're not necessarily best friends with each other but it's mm-hmm. like okay not a serial killer not a serial killer hello live together and it can be kind of like feel a little safer in that mm-hmm. sense because i completely like i feel for you like the the splitting your time between two places where they each they have their trade-offs like you're Mm -hmm. compromising something in each kind of time and i would also say like not that you're saying this at all but i um i know people who had become like their parent or their like elderly persons like full-time caregiver Mm -hmm. and that is so emotionally and physically taxing and draining and there are people who do that professionally. Right, And yeah. that's something that like, no matter what anyone says should never be expected of you. And like, I think you have such a good, like knowledge of like, this is a lot, like this is too mm-hmm. much. And like the, also part of the reason why there are professionals is because like, you do kind of need to have that emotional separation. And mm-hmm. like, what, like my, my grandma passed, my grand one of my grandma's passed away from dementia. And that was incredibly hard to watch mm-hmm. and none yeah. of like, and her, her, one of her kids was her full-time caregiver at the end. And like, that's a really, really hard position to put someone in. So knowing that for like, you knowing that that's something that like is not sustainable, I think is like such a great, like self-awareness and like such a great boundary. And even though your dad does not like respect your boundaries at all, like still knowing like, being able to hold on to your boundaries, even if nobody's respecting them and knowing that they're not respecting them, but still being like, well, these are still my boundaries, like is all you can ask. And like, that's like incredible. But I think, yeah, you got to I would I would work on roommates. I think I think you need to I think like just to get you in
7: the right mental space just think about this this is only temporary this isn't something that is going to last for a long time you will get through this you will get out of it and think about it like you know like this is where I am to save money for right now Mm -hmm. and then when I get to where I need to be then I will be able to move
6: you know yeah and I think if you can focus time on like simultaneously focus time on finding a roommate and then also like FaceTime dates with friends and all of that and keeping those kind of separate because it can be really hard. I've been in that position where like I was and this was just me personally, like I was like kind of struggling friend wise and then like had a friend and they were and I were going to move in together. And like I was like moving out of like a place that I really needed to move out of. And it was like there was a lot of pressure on it. And like yeah. they dropped. They like same thing, like dipped out immediately. Our friendship ended, which, to be fair, was a good thing. Um, And I realized how much how much uh, I was putting them in the same pot. I was putting like roommate and friendships in this like same thing. And so then when that didn't work out, it was a much bigger blow when in reality I could have also been fostering and like working on my friendship separately from like my living situation. And I think like it's I, I, I think it's great that you like recognize like living alone in a studio is not for you right now, but mm-hmm which is very fucking valid as someone who's also lived alone. Mm-hmm. um. But uh, yeah, I think like, fo- like splitting your time of like, okay, I'm going to be working, like posting on like my, I don't know if you have like a Facebook or like your Instagram close friends list being like, Hey, like looking for a roommate. If anyone has any, like knows anyone else who's looking for a roommate, like send me their info. And then again, like looking on different websites and seeing all of that kind of stuff, but then also planning, FaceTime dates with your friends during the week and doing all of that kind of stuff to have that like mental break. And mm. maybe like with when you're spending time at your grandma's asking her like, hey, well, I'm working or during between these hours, even if you're not like working that day, if you're like, I am busy between these hours and these hours, if you need anything from me, can you write down on a list and then give it to me on like Friday of the things that like you need or you need help with or whatever. So like you're not because I have a hard time when people keep asking me for stuff. I can't like focus on one thing or like stay working. So if Mm -hmm. she can like write everything down as it like comes up and even if it's like like she needs your help every day, but it's like write all of this down at five o'clock, knock on my door, give this to me and then like I will do that at this time period. But so it's not start and stop with your day. And I think that could hopefully be helpful. And it might take a while to like get used to that routine. And there's probably things that don't fall in like there are things that are like timely and that stuff. But like trying to create those kinds of like schedule and routine with her, I think might be helpful if she's up to it and you're also up to it. Yeah. All Thank right. you for calling us and talking us about all of this stuff. And I'm sending you good roommate vibes. Thank
7: you
6: so much. I
5: appreciate it, advice. Bloop, bloop,
6: bloop. Also, we just have to say, because I think she, hopefully she's listening now. We didn't tell her this, but we did talk about how beautiful her eyeshadow was afterwards, oh, yeah. and we both suggested that we, it would look great on you. <laughs> yes, they it would look great. It would, would look phenomenal. I kind
7: of have a little bit of it, something similar down here, kind of. That's nice, but it's I not can see like, it on your other eye. More. Okay, yeah, I, I you know. In a big palette, sometimes you mess up and don't remember exactly which one you pick.
6: (laughs) Do you ever do that? And then you just like, but you think you're good because one side of your face, you're doing your makeup and there's like shadowy. Mm -hmm. And so like, you can't tell. And then you get in the light and you're like, two different shades. Happened yesterday.
8: Gold bronze.
6: And then I like,
7: I I realized it, but then I was like too deep into like it. And I wiped it. It was just a mess, but whatever. I lived with it. It's over with. It's going to be on the youtubes (laughs) so no it's
6: it's stunning it's beautiful uh anyway um let's get in the first call woohoo
7: that was cute thank you
4: hi friends so just to start out this call i just want to preface that i'm a Sagittarius um so it might not be that organized but it's not too complicated of a problem so i think we got it um just to start it all out I'm obviously, as I mentioned, a Sagittarius, and I am 24, probably too old for this problem. Um, and my boyfriend is 22 and an Aquarius. And just to kind of hop into it, I personally have been having the issue that I can't seem to stop just casually stalking his ex-girlfriend. He's dated multiple people, but there's just one that was like the longest one and his first one. Um, and I just don't know why, because like we're we're different people I think well, I think from what I've seen, I think we have similar interest, but like we're very different people, and I know he was very happy to leave that relationship, so it's not like it's like maybe it is a form of jealousy, but it's not like I ever would think that he would go back with her or ever date her, so it's not like out of fear um and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this just kind of starting and not stopping. Um, and just as a reference, I've been with him for almost two years. Um, and this was a girlfriend that he did in high school and I broke up like right after. And, um, that's just kind of, you know, the timeline on how long it's been. Uh, but yeah, I just would love some advice on how, well, if you think it's a problem, one and two, if you have any tips on how to stop doing this, cause I feel like it must not be good for my mental health. I don't feel like it's doing anything to me. Like. I can't pinpoint anything specific, but I'm sure it's not great for my mental health. Um, so I just would love some advice. And as a reference, she's a Leo, so Megan, it probably makes sense to you. But yeah, she's a Leo and a stripper now. So she's just hot. But yeah. Thank you.
7: <laughs> you have a crush on her? <laughs>
6: i was literally just asking i was like maybe you have a crush on her like she sounds hot and like and it could be one of those things that like maybe it's not necessarily like sexual or romantic crush but in the sense that like you like don't know what your sexual orientation is but it might just be like a wow this girl's like really hot and i'm shocked at my boyfriend's like not that my boyfriend's dating me, but it's like, wow, like, this like, you, you're you appreciating her, like, beauty, and, like, maybe there's an insecure part of you that's kind of, like, leaning into that, being like, why the fuck did you break up? Like, look at her. She's fucking, like, dying. Mm-hmm. But, maybe you should have a crush on her. Yeah. <laughs> that was literally my instinct the whole time. Yeah. That. I was, go- me- I was like,
7: I, I, it sounds like you have a crush but then You were like, she's just hot, and then hung up the phone. <laughs> I was just like, mm, ma'am uh yeah maybe (laughs) i might like get off on the fact like you know that somebody that i'm currently dating was dating somebody that's so hot and it's just like
3: it's a turn on
7: for me that could be the situation yeah uh i mean if it's not if it's not causing a hindrance to your relationship i think it is though then i would be fine i would if it's not then you know it'd be fine to continue doing it but if it is then you just got a blocker that's what Mm -hmm. you've got to do because it's not like you said you don't know what it's doing to your mental health but you clearly have an issue with it so yeah it can't be great so you got a blocker
6: Yeah. I mean, I think what they said, like, it's so spot on. It becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. Like that's like, I've, I have been there with like lots of different kinds of people and it just becomes like, oh, they're in your suggested search. And then it becomes a part of your like daily routine that you just start like looking. And I always say with this kind of stuff, give yourself like a month of not searching them and not looking at them and it'll get easier you just have Mm -hmm. to break the habit and i think blocking is like a great way to do that and also this is like high school ex-girlfriend she's also not gonna fucking know that you blocked her you know it's like it's not like that's not dramatic or starting anything and after a month if you want to like unblock her and like see like And then, like, have, like, the, okay, I'm not going to, like, go look and search. I would also say if you're hiding it from your boyfriend, that's, like, if he doesn't know that you, like, repeatedly are looking at her all of the time, that is something that, to me, would indicate that there's, like, a bigger issue here that you also need to address in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Because uh, that innocent kind of thing, if he's like, what are you doing? Like, and like, I have it like, Mott's, Mott's, not with like his ex-girlfriends, like with people I like used to be friends with or whatever. He'll like look over and he's like, why are you stalking them? And I was like, I don't know. I just ended up here. But I think if you were hiding it from him, then I would not only block her, but then also like address what the root cause of this is. Like, is it insecurity? Are you feeling like, not super um connected in your relationship are you feeling like he's being distant like it's not like necessarily like oh i specifically think that he is going to get back together or hook up with his like ex-girlfriend from high school it's not necessarily that that can just be the easiest way for us to kind of i don't know like make our feelings make sense and like we kind of like create a situation that we don't necessarily think is true but you have to kind of put a face to your insecurity mm-hmm. and so you pick an x so i would yeah i would like look at that but then also there's some innocent shit where it just becomes a habit and you think she's hot and whatever and in that case maybe you just have a little crush on her hmm
8: yeah, you could figure tell out. your
6: boyfriend that's a big mind. And, then, he, and then he'd be like, <laughs> "He's oh, like, really? Can you imagine? No, I feel like that would be like yeah. a, that would be such a mind fuck to yeah.
1: me. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I wanted to ask y'all's opinion on something I was talking to my roommate about the other day. We both work for the same nanny and company. Essentially, parents can book jobs through a website and we can pick up the ones we want. Very similar to care.com, if you've heard of that. This just means that I get different families with different kids almost every time rather than one consistent family. So my question is, is it inappropriate or not my place to talk to kids about social issues or correct behaviors and statements that I personally believe to be wrong? It's hard to explain, but an example would be I was babysitting a little girl who was about six, and the show we were watching had a cartoon dolphin couple, and she told me just out of nowhere that they were both mommy dolphins but they were both girls, so they couldn't kiss, like, quote, real mommies and daddies. I asked, well, if they're both mommies and they're married, then why can't they kiss? Like, don't you and your mom, like, your mom and dad kiss? And she agreed and, like, moved on. And then later she brought up something similar about how she wanted to get her ears pierced, but her brother couldn't have his ears pierced because he's a boy, among other things like painting his nails or wearing makeup, which I asked, well, can boys paint and draw with paper and paint? And she said, yes. So I said, well, why can't they do it with makeup on their face? Like, it's the same thing. It's just like fun. It's like art. And she agreed. And, like, you could see, like, the gears turning in her head. Like, she just never heard of it that way. I've had lots of instances like this, some as far as having to correct a four-year-old on calling COVID, quote, the Chinese virus and how she hated the Chinese for bringing it to America. Yeah. I know most of these kids just spout whatever their parents are saying, or it's just gender norms because they're so young. I also live in Texas, so I know that's a factor. I would never bring up political beliefs out of nowhere, especially with a child. But with topics like these, when they bring it up, my viewpoint isn't really political. It's just like human decency and gender equality. Do you think it's crossing a line on how their parents are raising them or what their parents would be comfortable with me talking to them about? Or if their parents would be like angry that I'm saying these things, if they're teaching their children the opposite, I know it's such a tricky tricky subject, and I wanted to hear y'all's take on it. I love the podcast. Uh, I'm an Aries, if that matters, and I am really excited to hear y'all's thoughts. I don't think this is complicated at all.
6: <laughs> I think it's fucking insane that there are four year old like four year olds whose parents are literally teaching them bigotry and racism like that's the part that i'm like (laughs) oh my god like that that's the thing to me that i'm like that's absolutely disgusting that like you would be teaching a four-year-old those things i mean i think like correcting those kinds of things like that's not like it's not political at all and i think like saying like oh well and the way that you're saying these you're asking, you're not being like, well, no, that's incorrect. This you're asking them a question and making this child think about it in a bigger picture or have more context and then be like, okay, well then why couldn't they do this? And you're not saying no, no, they can, which in reality, yes. Like anyone can wear like whatever nail polish, get their ears pierced, like do X, Y, and Z and all of that kind of stuff. But you're not saying that outright. You are To me, what I'm assuming, having a far more nuanced conversation with a tiny human than those children's parents are, which they're saying, these are our views, this is right and wrong. And you're asking them, well, if this is, then what's that? And you're making them think about it. You're planting a seed. And if they decide and they choose to be like, that is a good point. Like, I agree with you here on this. Then go for like Then I don't think that that's you're planting a seed. I also think it just depends on your comfort level. If this like makes you uncomfortable having these conversations, because it's also not your duty to do the emotion. Do you know what I mean like raising it? Se- do you know what I mean like, yeah, that's also not your job, but not in the sense that like, oh, don't do that. It's not your job. It's like if you feel capable and have the capacity to do that, then go for it. But I don't think that you should feel obligated to continue working for families um, that don't align with your like ethical and like moral beliefs because you feel like you're obligated to kind of undo their parents' teachings.
7: Yeah, I would say if this was long term long-term care, um, which you're not doing, you say you're, it's different families each time. If it was long-term care, I would have set up boundaries with the parents before. Like for example, when I was, um, doing big brothers, big sisters, I asked the mom before, like, um, like if she asked me something about her period, if she had, cause she hadn't had one yet cause she was young, would she, would that be okay for me to discuss? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. You have all those parts. And then I asked like about sex and she's like, no, absolutely not. Um, which those aren't really like moral obligations. She was like 10. So, um, but like, I, I wanted to know like what I could discuss with her. Um, but then like, like I said, if it's, um, the, long-term then, like, you know, have, cause you don't want to work for somebody that you have different beliefs. I would think so morally believe like beliefs. Um, so having like that long conversation about like, these are the boundaries about what I can talk to the child with. But since this is short-term, you're just going to see these people one time. I'm just like, open the conversation up. If it's a bomb for them, drop the bomb and then leave because like yeah. you're not going to see them
6: again. No. And also, bigotry is lazy parenting mm-hmm. because it is just indoctrinating your beliefs um, with a because I said so. Yeah. There is none of, again, the nuance of like opening conversations and making... So people like some people who grew up in conservative households go to college where they're encouraged to like think for themselves, which like the... <laughs> The conservatives like love that term now, like free thinker and all of that. But it's, oh, when I'm able to like, when I am empowered by the people that I look up to and who are there to guide me to like, into like, to to, like dive deep and think about all these different kinds of things. I'm recognizing that like, there are a lot of holes in my argument and there's like a lot of like, bigotry in my arguments that can only be explained by bigotry. Like, Mm -hmm. there is no, there is no justification. And I think that this is, like, the best possible way to talk to, like, young kids about this is them saying statements and then you bringing up questions, which makes them feel empowered to question things around them and question the belief system that they have that has Again, like nothing behind it aside from like bigotry. And I think like it's fucking, I think it's, I think it's fucking great. I would probably, I mean, I know for a fact I would do the exact same thing. Um, But yeah, yeah, I think it's like you said, if you're going to try and work for like one singular family long-term having conversations ahead of time to make sure you are aligned on like Speaking about like parenting milestones, which I would say, like talking to your child about like the first time that they get their period or like sex or like those things that, but then also like politically, I mm-hmm. think it's important to know. That's a question that like I mean, very early on, like one of my first sessions with my therapist, I was like, "You're," I mean, we live in LA, but like you're not a we Trump supporter, right? Chick. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Not, not a Trump supporter. Fuck that dude," and that's like great like that's a good thing to do to kind of set those things up ahead of time so i think like you said if you're going to go into something that's more long term having those conversations about what's appropriate and what they're comfortable with you talking about but then also hey <laughs> where do your you and your partner mm-hmm. who's raising this child or you if you're a single parent raising this child what are your moral and political beliefs because i'm not comfortable uh, f- like helping you like raise a little human with something that like i do not stand by Yep. but i do love that you just like go in like drop the fucking like (laughs) like you said like drop the liberal progressive bomb and (laughs) then walk away and it's like now you got a four-year-old asking questions you're welcome susan bye okay let's take a quick break and we'll be right back you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get.
7: Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors.
8: We are back from our break, and we are going to get into the rest of the calls. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm a huge fan. And before I start, I just want to say I am currently in New Zealand. So our COVID restrictions are allowing us to live life as normal. I'm currently at university, and I live in a city away from my hometown. And because of that, I go flatting. But I this year have found myself in an interesting flatting situation and I would love to know if you have any advice. I live in a six bedroom house of five other girls. Three of them are new in the house and we're all strangers. We don't know each other. I have met them, but we met on Facebook and two of the other girls I lived with last year in this flat. These two girls have become like my best friends, and I know it's never good to live with your friends, but we became friends because we live together and they're like awesome people, and I've lived with them for the past year. However, these two girls have started dating, and I ne- i I would like some advice because a I've never had two of my best friends date each other it's always like one of my friends and then I don't know the other person and I've also never lived with a couple before Um, they do have separate bedrooms but they were not in a full-blown relationship and as serious as they are till now and I just want to know I'm a cancer so I'm very empathetic and I always help them whenever I can. However, sometimes they do come to me for advice or when they're having problems and it is a bit awkward because I'm friends with both of them and I don't know how to kind of set up a boundary and I don't like getting caught up in the drama, but they are also like my best friends and I love them both and they're very good people and they're always there for me. However, it's just an interesting dynamic now that they're dating and it's kind of changed a little bit. And I am worried that something might go wrong or something might blow up. And I'm stuck with these skills for a year because we've signed a contract to be in this house. And I just want to know if you have any advice on how to go about with the situation. Am I just overthinking it? And is it just going to be all fine? Or do I need to do something about them? Obviously, I can't leave and I don't want to be stopped friends with them because they I have no reason to do so but I just want to know if there's a way I can deal with living with my two best friends that are dating (laughs) thanks in advance love you guys bye I haven't done this like exact
6: thing but I've definitely like become friends with people that like they had gone on like one or two dates and like, we all like met up, they ended up dating. And like, I kind of simultaneously like had those two friendships. You, you got to create the boundaries mm-hmm. of like the advice kind of stuff, because there's certain things that are like convenient as hell. Like, Oh, their birthday's coming up and I like need some Like I need help, like finding a gift for them or something like that, that, but that's pretty much it, because not only is it <laughs> are they your friends, but it's also your roommates. Like even if you take away like that, them dating aspect, it's like two roommates asking you about the other roommate, like that kind of thing. Like you have to kind of live with whatever the out like the the outcome of the advice that you give. Do you, like if you give like some shitty advice or whatever, like something blows up like you can't just like peace out and walk away like you live there. Um, so I would just let them know I the fact that it sounds like, again, it's pretty like early stages of the relationship. Um, and maybe they haven't been in a lot of serious relationships before. Maybe this is also really new to them because I haven't necessarily had to create those boundaries with my friends who had like dated. They were as soon as like things got serious. It was like, OK, I, we need to. I I will do this because like I am understanding that this is not a fair position put, to put you in, but this also sounds like um a reality show. It does. I was like, first of all,
7: jealous because you know no COVID restrictions. Second, like all like Six ideally, roommates, yeah, five roommates. Yeah, ideally, like in my head, that sounds like a good time. I know, like for me, it probably wouldn't be, but like that would that would be like. Like my picturesque like twenties thing yeah. to have done.
6: It's like friends. It's, like yeah. it feels like a TV show. Yeah, it
7: feels it's it seems so much fun. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm with Megan. You gotta set up the boundaries early on because like realistically, unless they're gonna be spending the rest of their lives together, they might break up during this thing. Yeah. During the whole roommate thing. Cause you're locked in you said you were locked into your contract. So um I would like let them figure out their things cuz it's new figure it out and I would re- like I I would actually like say don't even engage in anything that has to do with their personal relationships like mm-hmm. keep it just friendship cuz it will get too messy it could be you they are your friends but like you Don't know them all like you know them but you haven't known them for a long time you don't know how they'll react like if the relationship ends you don't know if they're gonna expect you to to pick sides or what so i would the boundary i would say is like i'm here like as your friend but like if you have something that's relationship wise i don't want to be a part of it because it's it's just too complicated because i'm her friend too Um, We're also roommates like it's too
6: much. No, I think like literally telling them like when we're all like when we're just hanging out and like things are like we're friends. But Mm -hmm. like if there's any issue between you guys, I am your roommate. Mm -hmm. Like that's all that I am. I, like, love you, but I can't be the friend that you turn to for that. I can be the friend you turn to if you have, like, family stuff or you yeah. anything else. But if it pertains to you both, it's not about your relationship. It's about that you guys are roommates, and I am your other roommate. Yeah. So, like, I think it'd be a great thing to have that be a rule with the whole house. That it's, mm-hmm. like, it's not just you because you're the closest to them. It's, like, nobody... We have, like, a contract that we're all together living in this house. And so, for relationship issues we can't pick sides because like, also there's a huge thing too that like I've definitely had to do that. Like you inevitably will pick a side when like mm-hmm. something happens and when you live together, <laughs> that's re- way fucking harder because it's not just, Oh, they've like broken up and like I've picked this person's side. So like, I don't see that other person anymore. So, and if you not to like be doomsday, but if you think about it now, um, anticipating the inevitable breakup. You also don't want to start like that. Oh, you can come to me for everything. So then, after they've broken up, and like one of them's bringing someone else over, and like all of that stuff, and then they're bringing you in like the messy breakup shit. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 mm-hmm. not worth it. And also, doesn't make you a bad friend. Like you can be there for everything except yeah. for that.
7: And I think that makes you a better friend yeah. for realizing that and putting it up front with them.
6: I agree i fully agree i would watch this tv show yeah also with the accents Oof. you know it's like new zealand
3: h2o minus the mermaids hi megan and melissa i am 22 years old my pronouns are she and or they and i am in an open relationship with a 24 year old guy my boyfriend and i met a couple of months pre-pandemic and at first both as both of us were saying that we weren't looking for anything serious, but we enjoyed each other's company a lot and had a great casual dating situation going on for several months. But we did develop feelings at some point, And as of June last year, we are in a relationship. We agree on a lot when it comes to relationships, like wanting to be in an open relationship and valuing open and honest communication very highly. But that, But as it turned out, he's someone who plans quite far ahead into the future and would only be in a relationship with someone he could see himself growing old with. I do agree that it is important to be able to see a future for a relationship and I do and to quote-unquote act as if you're in it for the long run but for me personally because I'm still young and inexperienced in so many areas of life it is hard to tell if anything I do will be something I want to do forever if that makes sense. For example there will be times where we won't be living in the same country and I am not sure if I'm willing or able to be in a long-distance relationship yet. Because of this uncertainty, I find it hard to reconcile my living in the moment attitude with his worrying about the future approach, especially when we have difficulties in our relationship, because it sometimes feels like he's using the future as an excuse to not work on himself or the relationship now. But then again, he also tells me that he's unsure if he's going to be able to cope with my mental health issues, quote unquote, forever. It feels unfair because while I do have issues for sure, I'm working very hard on myself on my own and in therapy and also take on a big chunk of the emotional labor in our relationship. Uh, But when I bring up stuff to him that I would need him to work on in order for a relationship to work, for example, his time management, he says he sees my point, but I rarely see him making an effort. I feel like these issues are very much heightened by the pandemic because he's the only human I see in person, which might make me more focused on our issues than I would be if I was able to see other people, like platonically and for dating purposes. Uh, Also, uh, he's a law student and has a very important exam coming up in a few months, which means he's super stressed out and preoccupied with studying. And believe me, I get that. I do. But I'm also not uh, willing or able to let that be an excuse for not putting a certain amount of effort into the well-being of our relationship. Uh, But because he's so stressed out, I would hate to give him an ultimatum. I hate those in general. Uh, But I also don't know how many more times I can take us talking about this stuff without anything changing. Uh, Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and wishing you all the best
6: and stay safe. I wish we had more info on the non like if this is what kind what the definition of this open relationship is like if this is like are you two people who do exclusive I was gonna say do ex- exclusively do non-monogamy and like that's how you plan to spend like the rest of your life in like non-monogamous relationships because mm-hmm. I am like I am a little like can conf- I yeah I wish we had more information about yeah that. It,
7: the things that you were saying didn't really pertain to being non-monogamous so yeah I don't I we can only go off what we have and for me this sounds like if it wasn't for the pandemic you guys <laughs> wouldn't be in a relationship you don't seem compatible at all like I don't think you like him that much I don't much. think you like him that much I don't think he likes you that much but also I know that when you're studying for log dams, those things are huge they take up so much of your time and I know a lot of couples like that is like the roughest part of their relationship is like right before the law when you have to take those tests because he's, you can't, I'm sorry, but like, you can't talk about his time management skills when he's studying (laughs) for something that like is going to be like the biggest thing in his career. Like he has to like be able to take this test to even be able to practice. So I, I uh, like I know people like that, that that they have like went and stayed somewhere else while they're studying for these tests because it they just have to be by themselves mm-hmm. in solitude and you know like being able to study and pass this test. So I don't think this is like the right time to be criticizing things that he's doing for his time management. I don't think that like and then like him talking about dealing with your mental health, that's another thing that, like, for him, that's not... That was, like, a strike against him for me. Um, I just don't think that you are two people that would be together in normal situations.
6: I agree. And to me, I fully hear what you're saying about, like, the, like, expectations of someone who's in law school. Matz is uh, one of his, like, best friends from college. I guess technically she's one of his really... They all met in college. Mm-hmm. But, um her and I are, like, good friends now, but the amount of times that I had, like, been in New York and had never met her because she was studying, I didn't meet her until her wedding, and it was, like, we had probably, like, 10 opportunities to meet, but it was just, like, no, I can't take any time off, like, this was, like, it was everything, and, Mm -hmm. like, even her, I don't, I think they were engaged at the time. I don't remember if they were engaged in the time. Her now husband, like when that was happening, when it'd be like, oh, it's new with you. It'd be like, oh yeah, so she's doing it. Like he was like, no, what she's doing is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, it's a lot. But I think the thing is with that, he's not in any capacity to like do anything mentally other than that. But then homeboy can't fucking turn around and then be like, you need to do better at this. You need to do better at this. Yep. You need to do better at this. It's like, sir- I'm cutting you so much slack because, like, you are not capable of doing these things right now. So, like, why the fuck are you going to turn around? Like, okay, sir, glass house throwing stones. Like, no, no, no. And that, like, is such a just, like, like, douche thing to do. And I will also say anyone who says that they, to your face, they say, I don't think I can deal with your mental health. That is one of those things that you say to someone with two intentions one i'm going to say something so hurtful that they break up with me because i'm going to say something unforgivable or i'm saying something so awful because i i am a shitty person and this is foreshadowing with how i'm going to treat you in regards to something as delicate as mental health Mm -hmm. even like friends who say that kind of stuff like there's a way to be like Oh, okay. This person is going, like, is dealing with a lot, and I'm not, I don't have the mental capacity to, like, be there for you in that extent. That's a fine thing to say, but say, I don't think, I don't know if I can deal with your mental health forever is that's an act you actively chose. Yeah. You woke up and chose violence. Like, you actively chose to say something unforgivable and horrible when there are far more options to say it in a way that is, like, constructive and, or, or just fucking breaking up and never saying that to someone Mm because you should never you should never if the reason why you're breaking up with someone is because of their mental health guess what you should not do fucking tell i'm gonna tell a depressed person that the reason why i'm i'm breaking up with you is because you're depressed that's gonna help it's gonna do wonders yeah like but you don't like you said i this is just the pandemic and you don't like him yeah you guys
7: aren't compatible from the information that you told us you're not compatible at all it
6: sounds like you want our permission to break up so break Mm up yeah bye 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 also don't let anyone like pressure you or like make you think that every relationship you're in you can only date people you see a future with and like Mm -hmm. see something long term because it doesn't sound like that's what you think which is also not what i think and that he's getting in your head and making you think that that's That's not okay
7: yeah that that was that's what i meant by like the compatibility like you guys don't want the same things and he's
6: not right and you're not wrong Mm -mm. and like uh, he apparently is not (laughs) would rather just tell you you're wrong and try and change that it's just But she's doing the same thing too to him yeah you guys are just yeah this is not it's ain't it Mm -mm. ain't it Break up with him. Break up. Get on the apps. Talk to people. Flirt. Do some Facetime dates. All right. Well, it's time for don't blame them. Woo woo! Don't blame them is uh where one of you calls in and gives your own advice from um. A call that was on a previous episode. So maybe you have your own personal experience with it. Maybe you just have some insight that we didn't say. Maybe you're gonna tell us that we're wrong, or maybe you're gonna tell us that we're right and everything we said was spot on. So <laughs> what episode is this from?
7: This is from season seven, episode twelve, um, the original call where she um was having trouble getting over a guy who didn't want anything
2: serious. So here's someone calling with their own thoughts and feelings. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm a big fan of the podcast. um, And I'm a Scorpio. And I actually have a Don't Blame Them. This is for season seven, episode 12, about uh, the girl who called in and said that she was having trouble getting over someone who she's really into. And he clearly just doesn't want anything serious and has said it but she's having a hard time getting over him. I have to agree with Melissa. You have got to stop talking to him. You have to cut him out. It is the first step and it is genuinely going to be the most effective thing that you do. I have made this mistake before. Right before I went away to university myself, I kind of dated this guy over the summer. Um, you know, first guy that I had strong feelings for, first guy that I did physical stuff with and we continued talking all throughout that first semester, the next semester, I kind of told myself we were just friends that was okay with it, but he was became kind of a crutch for me. Um, and he became the reason why I wouldn't put myself out there. Um, I didn't date myself. I wouldn't even think about dating other guys. And I didn't even realize I was doing it, but it was because I was still talking to this guy all the time. And I was still very much into him. Um, And, you know, whether or not that's, I was into him because of him or because I just associated all of these good things with him. But the issue is I was still talking to him, but he was out dating and having sex and all of this stuff. And so he got to have my friendship and talking to me and me making him feel good about himself. But he also got to go out and have sex and date a bunch of girls Which is totally fine, but I shouldn't have been talking to him in the first place because it actually took years for me to get over him. And I really regret that I feel like I wasted so much of this wonderful university experience, like my first two years being hung up on this one guy who like I I don't even think he knew what he was doing. And the second I decided I had had enough, I was like, I'm going to stop talking to him. He cannot be in my life anymore. And I mean, like, really, like I didn't respond to texts. I muted him on Instagram, all of this stuff. It took me two months to get over what had previously taken me two years to get over. So I'm telling you, whatever you do, you have to stop talking to him. You can distract yourself. You can date new people, but you cannot be talking to him as well because you might think that, you know you're good and it's not going to be an issue and you want to be his friend but it's not helping you. Okay, well, I hope that works out um and good luck to you and again, love you Megan and Melissa. Thanks so much. Fucking right. That that
6: that timeline. It took me 2 months to get over him that I couldn't do in 2 years. Yeah, because when somebody's always like in your head, it's it's
7: like um constantly resetting those feelings because you can see them you're talking to them you're still like you know kind of have this emotional attachment to them but when you just cut them off they can't reset within you uh like mentally or even like sexually so get rid of them
6: this i feel like is such a perfect encompassment of like everything that we say like the whole I don't even know if I really had strong feelings for him or I associated those feelings and those mm-hmm. things with him. Mm-hmm. And then that I also think is like part of that clean break when you do associate. And that also doesn't have to be your first anything. It can also like be like, oh, my most serious relationship, my longest relationship, like the relationship where we spent the most amount of time together. Like every relationship is a first of some kind. Yep. And we associate that with them and i i also usually believe that like each relationship that we like each serious relationship we're in our capacity to like feel for someone or love someone like grows even more like i loved my first boyfriend but like the next like i was able to like have deeper and stronger feelings each time and when you don't know if you're associating it with that person because of the history or because you actually like them, it's fucking impossible. But then mm-hmm. once once you snip snip, it's like, oh, I can see clearly now <laughs> the rain is gone.
7: Get rid of that haze, dude. It'll be okay. I think that mm-hmm. goes, that actually like applies to a lot of the calls that we had today. Even with the ex-stripper girlfriend. Yeah. The last call. Yeah. Gotta you gotta a if- fucking snip snip all of that shit yeah you it's kind of like um you know now that i'm into plants and stuff like if you um keep the dead stuff still like on the plant it's not gonna grow so you have to cut that stuff off snip snip as megan says so that you can grow and
6: blossom oh beautiful and don't try and apply this to split ends because as we all know your hair will still technically grow a few split ends yeah it's like a plant mm-hmm. it's much more like a plant yeah, yeah and then yeah you gotta you got to, it's like pruning the trees of life mm-hmm. oh god that sounded weird coming from <laughs> <laughs>
7: either of us saying that.
6: prune the <laughs> trees of life welcome
7: to our ted talk
6: this is what happens <laughs> the most when i stay up to like 3 a.m how late did you stay up mine was like two thirty ish yeah okay yeah mine was three okay. so i'm just like i'm running on caffeine and I don't even have that.
7: I'll probably get some when we do a little break here in a sec.
6: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that is it for our episode, everyone. We hope you enjoyed. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, please leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And again, we ask that you are 18 or over, have your parents' permission. Keep it under three minutes and let us know what your pronouns are. And if you are an international listener, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Just record it on the voice app, voice notes app on your phone or whatever kind of voice recording app that you have. Same uh, requirements apply there. And we love if you want to give our podcast a review. Makes me very happy. We love to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, We Also also tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. You boss, babe. Mm -hmm. You are an entrepreneur. (laughs) Each one reach one. Each one teach one.
7: I used to say that in church.
6: Oh, I was going to say, I was like, did you join an MLM in college? (laughs) i could could see you joining one just to scam them and get the free stuff and then leave or it's not free i mean i
7: I did with uh herbalife i joined so i could get like the discount on the stuff but i never actually sold anybody else (laughs) and it's so cheap
6: Oh, God. The fucking MLMs. <laughs> um, we are also have the video version over on Patreon. It is a dollar a month to see the videos. We really, really appreciate the support um, of people doing that. <laughs> we might have recently looked at a graph of our um, <laughs> of our revenue um, <laughs> in the last year and a half. And uh, all I can say is, Patreon is the reason why there are still episodes. Truly. So um, we also have a $5 tier. Um, You can also enter in however much you want to contribute. It really helps us continue the show. um, And we appreciate it because we love doing this and we we want to keep doing it. We just also want to, you know, not do this for volunteer work. It's not a tax write-off. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So um yeah, follow us on Instagram. We have Dump Want Meme Pod our own individual socials, buy my presets, buy my book. And what do you want to promote? You have so many podcasts. Um, Yeah,
7: I'll promote uh, The Salon with La La Milan. It's a new podcast. Well, it's not a new podcast. um, It's been around for one season now. We're back for season two. And I have joined for season two to produce. Um, Great time. I think we should 100% have her on the pod once uh, we're back vaccinated.
6: Oh, yes. Let me write that Um, down on my list of people. You should know that my list of people I've written post-pandemic who should be on the podcast 99% of them i found on tiktok
7: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so check out uh the salon it's a really good time she's really funny i have a great time
6: come over bring a snack Mm -hmm. it's a potluck um okay that's it and we will see you all next time Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.
2: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.
7: body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market
9: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more